Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a new friend, Danielle Emmons on, and sometimes you just meet someone and you have more in common than you ever thought possible. Um, Danielle and I have some really unique things in common, kind of some hard things, and I'm really excited for you to hear her story, but she's also a registered dietitian, and she believes in finding help before just weight loss, and so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into gut health, but mostly I want you to hear her story because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I talk to a dietitian, guilt sinks in because I know that I'm not eating perfectly, but Danielle's going to put us um, right at ease and really understand so much of what we all go through. So Danielle, thanks for being on. Thanks so much for having me. So let's just jump in. Um, Just tell us about you. Where do you live? Do you have a family? Um, Just kind of give us the the 30 second version. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Um, So I'm originally from Pennsylvania outside Philadelphia. I moved to um, California about, I think, 22 years now. We said we were coming for two years and here we are 22 years later, still here. I live in Orange County, California, um, and I'm married for I think 17 years now, almost 18. And I have two children, a boy who's 14 and a girl who is 12. Oh my gosh. So we kind of can relate on that too. We have children, similar ages. <laughs> um, so what brought you to California or what, what kept you there? Well, I always just, I always wanted to go to California. Um, I just basically, I actually met my husband, my husband now, who, um, when I met him, I was like, I'm moving to California. <laughs> Don't get too close. And I ended up staying around for another year and a half and moved out with him and two of his friends, um, who are now my, um, my kid's godfather. Each one is one of the godfathers. And, um, yeah, I just, I loved, we moved to San Diego and we ended up moving to Orange County at one point, but I just wanted to get away from the weather and get away when I was like in my young twenties and you know, here we are still here (laughs) and I love it. Yeah. I love California. My brother lived right on the central coast by like San Luis Obispo area. It's beautiful there. Yes. It's so beautiful. I just, I love it. So what about getting into being a dietitian? How did that happen? Or did you just start doing it for a job and then the passion came or were you always passionate about it? I was pretty passionate about it. I, um, since I was in high school, I was a runner. Um, I ran all, you know, cross country, winter track, spring track. Um, 
And I was actually really interested at first in becoming, um, doing kinesiology. So I started there and decided, I just decided to switch to nutrition. And, um, and that's, so that's when I went, I went to Penn State University, got my degree in nutrition. And then afterwards, when I, after I moved to California, I did my dietetic internship in LA and became a registered dietitian. Awesome. So then, so get into kind of the bones of their, of your story. I'm excited for everyone to hear about you. It comes with hardship, but I think a lot of times are stories that help people do. Mm -hmm. So tell us your story a little bit about why you're so passionate now. Yes. Um, and, and like you said, it does come with some hardship, but at the same time, I feel like there's always a purpose for your pain and, and I truly believe that. And I also believe I came out of it much better than I went into it. So I learned a lot. So anyway, back in January of 2021, I um, began a new business program. And so I had been in the clinical field of nutrition for 16 years and during COVID decided to start my own business. And so I signed up for this business mentorship. They don't exactly tell you what you're doing. So the first thing we had to do was basically a summit, which meant I interviewed 28 people in the field of nutrition. I had to reach out to these people who are, you know, authors and professionals. And it was just for me, very out of my comfort zone. It was scary, but I was in it. I did it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was really successful with it. The summit itself, it was from January to May was when it actually launched. Um, but I, afterwards I was just completely exhausted. I, during the whole thing, I didn't have any help. I didn't have a, you know, a, a virtual assistant or anything. I did it all on my own. So I was like up at four in the morning, like answering emails. And I had like three, over 3000 people sign up for it, which was awesome. But that's a lot of work for one person to, when things don't go right, technically things went, you know, went astray for a bit. Um, so basically I came out exhausted, um, just completely fatigued. Um, and so at the same time, it was like May of 2021, my niece was coming out to visit with her friend and I was like on the fence about getting the, the COVID vaccine. And I just decided, you know what, she's coming out, I better, I better just get it. I'm eventually going to have to get it at some point, probably. So I got the first dose and I quickly went downhill. Um, I started with just actual GI issues. So I started with like nausea, not being able to eat, um, just exhausted. And I ended up going to the ER at that point and they did all the testing. Um, you know, they were like, you know, if you're afraid you have cancer, you don't have cancer, you know, cause everyone's like, I have, <laughs> I must have cancer if I'm feeling this bad. Um, anyway, I went home with a, a GI referral, went through all that testing, including a colonoscopy, everything came out normal again. Um, so medically I was fine, which is great, but I was still, I still didn't feel well. And, you know, I feel like that was kind of just a perfect storm looking back all the stuff, you know, the exhaustion the you know, that I put myself through the type A personality that I have and, um, and, and the vaccine just, I don't know. I truly believe you have that if you have a predisposition, potentially, if you have a predisposition to something, which I have anxiety and depression in my past, a severe postpartum with my son, it all was just like this perfect storm. Um, and my family always says, COVID hates me and I'll get to that in a minute. But um, anyway, shortly after that, I started to have severe paralyzing anxiety where I would wake up in the morning 
like something awful had happened, but nothing had happened. And it's almost like I would feel like I was going to fall off a cliff. Like I told my husband, it's like I'm on the cliff and I'm ready to just tip over. And I, and it was awful. I would tell him every day, like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day. I don't know how I'm going to get through the next hour. It was just horrible. Mm -hmm. So I did, you know, me, myself, I've always been someone who won't give up. So I'll advocate for myself. I won't give up. I've done all the medical stuff. I went to my doctors, got my hormones checked. Um, everything was fine. She switched up medications, like antidepressants. I got anti-anxiety medications. Nothing was helping. Um, I did what's called trans transition, sorry, TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation, which basically was six weeks, um, every day for five days a week. And it's just like a tapping on your head for like 30 minutes every day. Didn't help. Um, then I did lots of naturopathic stuff and nutrition IVs, ozone therapy, which is like oxygen. That's it oxygenates your blood. You're familiar with it. Uh Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that, I mean, if anything, I, it gave me a purpose, but it didn't, I didn't, I still didn't feel good. And I, I couldn't eat anything, but liquids or yogurt, like I just couldn't digest anything. And I, then I was having all this bloating and still like the uncomfortable, in my gut. However, that was almost secondary to the mental stuff that I was going through, but it never, it just, that just never got resolved. So I did all those things. And then I, I went to therapy. Of course, I actually had like two different therapists and, um, one was like my main one on the East coast that I used to talk to. And, um, <clears throat> unfortunately she just passed away recently. And then the other one was here in, in Orange County and she did EMDR therapy, which is eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing, which is kind of works on your subconscious. Have you heard of that before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So everything helped just a teeny bit, but my therapist at one point was like, this is not okay. Like you're not getting better. Nothing's helping you. And she had worked in a, in a outpatient therapy clinic, intensive outpatient therapy clinic in Newport beach and just suggested I try it out. So I said, okay, I'll go for a month. <laughs> I'll, you know, sir, I can be fixed in a month because I need to go back to work. Cause at this point I'm not, my business is just, you know, gone because I'm not even doing anything. And, um, and so I did, and I ended up there for 10 weeks because it was just, it, again, it was a place for me to go and I'd go from nine to 12. And then I'd pick up my daughter from school, come home and just try to get through the nights and just tr- every day was just painful and so what what was that part called that the the um outpatient so it was 10 weeks of um intensive outpatient therapy so basically you're there I had a two truck like a trauma therapist and another therapist and um and then you also do processing within group therapies there's two group therapies during the day and then you see your each therapist once a week and you're really just digging deep into your past and, you know, why, you know, why are you having this anxiety? What, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my anxiety went from severe anxiety to severe depression. So it was never in the middle. It was just one or the other. And you would, I wouldn't know which I was going to wake up with, but I always woke up with the, the anxiety, but the depression, I couldn't even tell you which was worse, probably the anxiety, but they were both awful, terrible. Um, and I guess I left there feeling a little bit better in the sense that I would have maybe like two decent days and then 
two horrible days. Like you never, never knew what I was going to wake up with. And so, um, this is now where this is about eight months later, I think. So I was in December, right before Christmas, when I was finishing up, um, the 10 week therapy. And that's me like, cause my insurance was like, you know, over and I went to my gynecologist and I, she knew me, you know, she's been my, she delivered both my babies. And when I had my son, when he was about three months old, I had a very similar situation, um, where I had postpartum depression, but it was anxiety based. And this is where I really learned what anxiety was. I mean, I, now that I look back, I know I had it most of my life, but just never like that. And I literally thought I was going to go to the hospital. I was like, we were on a plane to Pennsylvania for his baptism. And I told my husband, I think I need to go to the ER when I'm, when I land, it was like that bad. So I knew I had something similar in the past, but that lasted maybe six weeks. This lasted eight, nine months, whatever. Um, so I told her that, and she said, um, you know, I have a patient who has something similar and she did this treatment and it really helped, but she didn't know much about it but she gave me the information. Um, cause she was, she knew, um, the doctor who is a part of the clinic of this, this clinic. So it's called, um, ketamine IV therapy. Have you heard of that? Only from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point I'm willing to do anything, you know, I'm not working for eight months. I'm not able to function. I feel like, you know, even though I would never, ever, ever do anything to hurt myself. I, for the first time could see why people do, because it was that horrible. You don't know how you're going to get through the next minute or hour or day. Um, anyone so bring I, up the vaccine in any of the therapies? Did anybody put that correlation? Only the naturopathic doctor. Okay. And it was still very, I guess, early on in when the vaccine was, um, given or, you know, I guess January was more like when people started to get it. Um, and she did. And at first when I went to their office, it said, um, it didn't say this, but it said, if you like, maybe after a few times I went, it said, um, if you've had the vaccine, you cannot be treated here, which was interesting. Cause I think they were so fearful of like, I don't know what was that the, like if someone had the vaccine and it could, I, somehow oh the shedding or something yeah like the shedding that. something like that yeah. yeah but I had already been there so I kept going but you know no my doctor I, I did ask about it nope not really just she just kept saying do you know just do you know try this try that just try eating better just try like everyone just kind of played downplayed it a bit um until I think they realized wow this is more serious than I realized but nobody medically knew how to help they just you know, try this medication. Let's switch to this medication. Then I felt like after a while, I was like a zombie. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm done with this. Let's move on to something else. And that was more in the beginning of the whole thing. Cause I had, when I had my son and the, with the postpartum depression, I started on Zoloft and that really did help me. So, um, but this time it just, it didn't. So I had to, you know, try something else. So I did, I did call up right away the next day. Um, cause it was right before Christmas, maybe the week before or two weeks before, and I decided to do it. So it's basically a psychedelic and, um, I didn't know what to expect and I really didn't want to research it too much or I'd probably scare myself. <laughs> so 
kind of like when I had a baby, I'm like, I don't want to know too much. I'll just do it. <laughs> I made the huge mistake of watching a C-section. Oh, oh no. <laughs> never <have done> that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm better not knowing, just like shock me, you know, same with like when I get blood work, I'm like, don't, I don't want to look, I don't want to know it's when it's going in, just do it. <laughs> so I, I did, I did end up doing it. It was, it's not covered by insurance, of course. Um, but it is for people who have anxiety, depression, or chronic pain. Um, and some of the stories the nurses told me were just crazy how, you know, like one woman was still severely depressed for like 20 years. And she'd sit on the couch for hours because she was so depressed or anxious. And she went all over the world trying to get help. And this is, this is the thing that helped her. So basically I had to do six treatments within 14 days. My last treatment was like the day before Christmas Eve. So it worked out perfectly because they were closed until the next beginning of the year. And, um, you're basically just laying in a chair for 40 minutes. The anesthesiologist comes in and administers it. And you lay, you just like lay on a lounge chair with an eye mask and noise canceling headphones. And they play music for you. And you are, I mean, it's like you're in another world. I always explain it as it's like Avatar or the Matrix, where you feel like it's like an out of body experience, but it's not unpleasant at all. And it, by the coming an IV, it is. It's an IV, so an okay. anesthesia. It's, it's basically an anesthesia that they still use in the hospital. And my understanding from what I did read about it was they discovered it when, um, like, during the war, when um, soldiers needed surgery, they used the ketamine, and they come out of it feeling less depressed or let, you know, the PTSD was improved. And so that's kind of how they discovered it. And um, anyway, so I did, I did that. And by the second treatment, I felt like myself, like snap out of, snapped out of it completely. It was very strange. And it dipped down a little bit over the weekend. Like they told me, so I had three, one week and then three the next week. And that's just to prolong it. And, um, before Christmas, it was like the best Christmas because I was me again. It was crazy. My husband would look at me like, okay, like, how is this possible? <laughs> and um, anyway, so come January, that was, the, you know, right before Christmas, come January, I got COVID. And I was very conscious of mind. How did I not put that timeline together? You just had gotten better at Christmas and then January, you got it again? I got COVID this time. Yeah. Oh, COVID. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Not the vaccine. But spike protein. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So because this is why I know because I told you I had a really similar high anxiety inflammation yeah. of the brain after getting COVID naturally. But mm -hmm. I mean, it really mirrored the symptoms. I didn't have it as long. So that that is that is just interesting how long you had it. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So then what happened when you got it naturally? So then I, I was pretty good for during, like when I was in bed and resting and, you know, it wasn't horrible. I was just exhausted. And, but then a few days, like after I was recovering, I just dipped down all the way completely back to where I was. It was oh. so hard because I thought, Oh, maybe this isn't going to work. And what you can do with ketamine is if you do have that kind of, you know, reaction, you can, 
or relapse, you can come back at one IV and it should, they call it a booster. So it should boost you back up. So I went in there very discouraged. The anesthesiologist said, you know what, if this doesn't work this time, it's probably not the right treatment for you, which was completely devastating to hear. Yeah. I'm like, how could I live my life like this? And so I, I did it. I didn't, I walked out of there not feeling very confident. Typically I'd wake up the next morning and I'd feel better. I didn't. Um, but how it works is it takes about 24 hours. And what it does is it, it, um, creates new receptors in your brain for like serotonin, um, dopamine. And so I by around like noon the next day, which is when I had it, I started to feel better. So, and then I was like back to myself again by the, by that night, it was, it's just crazy how, you know, you know, that's chemical. That is not just, I'm dealing with a lot of issues, but maybe it's combined, but still. Yeah. So, and that's what, um, a natural doctor has told me a gynecologist has told me was that, and mine was a perfect storm as well, because it was also hormonal. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just had a miscarriage. So between the hormones and the way that they explained it is that it's, it basically caused inflammation in my brain. And so that would make sense with the ketamine. If you are restoring those receptor sites, because the ones that you had already had were so inflamed and not able to work. Yes. Yeah. That really does work. So I'm, I'm hoping that someone listening to this will be like, you know, maybe it will help them. I mean, I know that so many of us have had these experiences after the shot or after having COVID naturally and just had thought we were crazy, truly had no idea what was going on. And so we just want to shout it from the rooftops that you're not crazy, but these spike proteins, whether they're the manufactured kind or the semi-natural kind, prey on whatever weak part you have. (laughs) Yes. And so, and the other interesting part was I also had back pain and I'm like, well, that makes no sense here. I just had this crazy anxiety, but when I actually had COVID, it was back pain. Well, what runs down your back, but your spine. Yeah, your spine. So my entire central nervous system was just wrecked. Yes. I was like, I mean, I was crying. My husband had to leave one night and I was, I mean, I was losing it Mm -hmm. and it just, I just, I appreciate you telling the story because it takes a year or more to even process even what happened. Yes. Um, And, and just if, if we can, even if it's already happened to you, um, just please know that there is help and that you're not alone. And that a lot of us have had these really weird reactions. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's helpful for, it was so interesting how we connected and how I mean, not knowing anything about each other. And here we are with a very similar story Yeah, with, with COVID, the vaccine or not. I mean, I was, re- I really wish I had never gotten it. I was very reluctant, but I kind of felt pressured and I was in the medical field before, but there, you know, that was the frustrating thing is so many people didn't believe me. They're like, where's the research? Well, the vaccine hasn't been <laughs> researched that much yet either. So Where's the research in that? But I can only say what I felt. And I def- I have shared my story. I was, I felt very drawn to share it because I had, um, you know, done that business mentorship. I created a, an audience of like 
in a Facebook group at the time of 1200 people. And I just ditched them. It's like I disappeared. And, um, and I just felt the need to do that. And when I did, I mean, I had like over a hundred comments and people messaging me with stories of their own, with their own predispositions, whether it was, you know, thyroid cancer they had and now they're, you know, or thyroid medications that no longer worked or all these different things that happen. A lot of anxiety and depression too. It's just, um, when you don't talk about it, especially being such a stigma, I guess, unfortunately, but well, and it was such a polarizing, it was such a polarizing conversation too. And it just never should have been, it should have just been, you know, we were all just trying to figure out the best things to do for our own bodies and our own families. And, uh, yeah, it was an awful time. So have you had any bouts of anxiety and depression since? No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Sure. Like, you know, the everyday normal dips and, you know, ebbs and flows like I've, I've always had in life, but not nothing like that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Well, and that can kind of prove it too, because I was kind of waiting for the year mark to be like, what if this is just me now? You know how sometimes your body remembers and sometimes mm-hmm. you're, it, it almost can trigger further episodes if you've had some neurological episodes. And so I was just like waiting, not working tons, not wanting to show up in case I disappeared again as well. And um, really until that year mark. And then, and I should have listened to my husband and the doctors that said, this is, this was truly a unique thing, but I can't believe you got it right after you had gotten better. (gasps) I know. I know. And I'm the only one in my house got it, which is really weird because I wasn't like isolating or anything. Yeah, they all got it in June of 2022, but I didn't get it because I was like, stay away, <laughs> don't, don't get near me. I don't oh want to go But back. you know what? It's like, like you said, you know, there's purpose in our pain, but I hate that you got it again, but at least now you know that you know that you know. Yes, this exactly. Those spike proteins. Right. Yeah. And I, and I've just kind of been felt compelled to share my story and I have, you know, I do it all the time. Um, because I think so people, so many people do suffer, whether it's anxiety or depression, whether it's affected by COVID or the vaccine, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's so important to talk about. And, um, you know, and one other thing I wanted to mention on the story and we didn't get to the gut health yet is, um, one thing that helped me too, was that a friend of mine, told me, you know, in her life, she suffered with anxiety and depression and, um, she never actually got the vaccine. So that's probably a good thing, but she told me that faith was something that gets her through everything. And so I feel like this experience also, also, um, led me to my faith, being more faith, be just being going to church and going to church with her. And I remember the first time I went, I, the music, got me. Like I had no idea. I hadn't seen her in five years and I met her at church and I just bawled. Like they just, the tears came down. I had no tissues. I was like, <laughs> who cares? But, um, yeah, it was, it just was so meaningful. And since then I, you know, now my husband goes to church with me and I, my therapist passed away last just in December and it was very heartbreaking because I'd known her for seven years mm-hmm. and she was wonderful. And she just kind of disappeared. And I found out she passed very quickly. Um, and so now I go to, I went to my church and I found a Christian counselor and I started doing that and I'm just loving it. I just feel like there's just another 
thing to, you know, just another thing on my path that I needed to get to. And maybe this was kind of the avenue, even though it was terrible and to be in it and I don't wish it on anyone. I am glad to be where I am now. Oh, I love that. It's, it's like, it's almost creepy to think that the whole time he's like thinking, oh, she's so close to finding me. Right. Or to not resisting him anymore. He was probably calling you the whole time, but mm-hmm. um, that's an amazing story. Yeah. And I did, I mean, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school, but, and I always kept saying like, I need to go back to church. I need to go back to church, but Catholic's very different than Christian. It, it, but I feel when I go to church, I feel like I can relate to the church I'm going to. And I just, I was seeking, but not enough. And, you know, like I should do it. I should go. And we'd go and I'm like, it just wasn't resonating, but now I, I really resonate with it and listen to lots of podcasts and love it. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. And music is definitely anchors that part of us, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So how did, how did this all change? Then you jumped back into your business, into being a, a dietitian. How were you changed then? Or, or were you practicing the same way after? Um, yeah, I mean, it took, it wasn't like I'm, I, I was back to myself, but I still had to figure out my life. I lost, you know, what, nine, 10 months at that point and had to kind of rebuild. I did do some clinical work just from home. So I couldn't obviously work without being fully vaccinated in a nursing home. I didn't want to go back there anyway, but just, I tried both. So I, I started working with clients again. And then I did um, help out somebody, one of a dietitian I used to work for. And it was kind of, she just gave me work to, to help me kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I, it was completely different. The clinical field, I was not loving. It was very stressful. And then um, working with clients just brought me a lot of joy. And so I, you know, I do talk a lot about, like I said, anxiety and depression, but gut health um, is something that. I became passionate about, and it was something I kind of had to teach myself because it wasn't like I learned this in school. And the reason was I was still having those gut issues, even though I was feeling better mentally, the gut issues were there. And so as I did my research, I discovered that anxiety, depression, stress actually cause can cause um, a disruption in your gut health, in your microbiome. And, you know, 95% of serotonin is produced in the gut. So that, you know, the, they call the gut, your second brain. Well, it's so true how connected they are. So you can get anxiety, depression, have a lot of stress, but eat healthy and your gut can be affected or you can be eating, you know, um, you know, like not enough in eating too much processed foods or sugars and not enough fruits and vegetables and things like that. And your you can affect your your brain. So it was just so eye-opening to me how that is so connected and that self-care became something I had to really work on. I learned that in therapy and she kept <laughs> saying my heart, like the number one thing I had to do was you need to find joy in life because I was go, 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 go everybody else. Like, I don't care if you're happy, I'm happy. And I had a really hard time about that. I remember like with that, I remember her saying like, what do you enjoy doing? And I was like, this is so sad. I can't even <laughs> think of it. Like, I like to work out. I like to, I like when, you know, hang out with my family, but she's like, no, but what about you? And it was <laughs> kind of tough. I'm like, wow, this is hard, which sounds so silly, but it was, it was, it made such a huge difference in my life when I did prioritize self-care because if I didn't, I, I, you know, especially during that time, I'd have a, like the anxiety and then I try to meditate. Well, she's like, that's like, 
It's like a toddler kicking and screaming on the floor in a store and you're trying to like talk to them calmly. It doesn't work that way. You yeah. have to prioritize it. So yeah. that was eye-opening for me. Yes, absolutely. And that's a lot of what we talk about on this podcast because I was the same way. I had so much anxiety, but I didn't know that that's what it was. I just thought that everyone felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think self-care gets a bum rap. I've tried to redefine self-care because so many people think that it's just like going to get your nails done. Yeah. And it's so much more soul care than that. Yes. True. Yes. Very true. Yeah. So that was again, very eye-opening. and you know, I'm such a, I guess, black and white medical, like, so this was completely different. I had to really open my mind to it, but you're right. It's not just get your nails done or take a bath or, you know, people kind of like shoo-shoo that like, okay, sure. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. It's going to (laughs) help. No. So you have to find what really works for you is what I had to do is really find, you know, what, what do I enjoy? What brings me peace? Yeah, absolutely. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. Danielle and I are actually going to pick up and you're going to hear the second half of our conversation on the podcast in a couple days. But I just thought that this really stood alone, everything that she shared. And I wanted to get more into the dietitian stuff, but I didn't want you to miss out on all of that. And so I so appreciate Danielle really being honest and sharing that hard story and something that I can relate to. And if any of you can relate, if you got COVID and were just really struggling and you felt really alone or you felt that you were crazy, I hope that this just met you where you are and that you feel just not alone. And so if you want to uh, connect with Danielle, go to her Instagram. She is Danielle underscore dietitian, and you can find her there. And I hope that you tune in Friday for the second half of our episode that is more about her help as a dietitian. So if you have been listening to this podcast for quite some time and you have not yet left a review, I would so appreciate it. Please go to the space underneath this podcast, leave a five-star review, and then write a little blurb about it. I would so appreciate it. And always jump over to Instagram. I am not super active on there lately, but I really want to connect with you guys there more often, and so I'm going to be posting more often. So I am Kari Davis, K-A-R-I-D-A-V-I-S underscore the well, and just start following me. Just tell me about your favorite episodes. There is no thing in the world that makes me feel better than hearing from you guys. And so it is so, so great for this community and also for me to be putting out the podcast episodes that you really enjoy. So please do that if you would.